the Radiant Podcast. I'm your host, Kelsey Chapman, and this week I have my friend Yasmina joining me from the She Laughs Project. You may have heard of her awesome ministry she has going on there. Hey, Yasmina. Hi, how are you? So good. I'm so glad to have you here. Me too. I, as always, would love for you to start by sharing your story, how you got to where you are, what you're doing, more about the She Laughs Project. I just think it's so cool. Thank you so much. And like, just thank you so much for having me be a part of this. I'm super excited to be with the radio, the Radiant um, podcast this morning. But um, yeah, so just a little bit about... She Laughs, the She Laughs Project, and kind of my journey. Um, it actually just started in a really simple manner. I, I stepped out in writing a personal blog, and um, that was a really big step for me, actually. I was not one to ever call myself a writer and um, not one to feel comfortable in putting my writing out there, but I really felt that the Lord was asking me to... Um, you know, just really step out in my writing, which was something I felt like he had put on my life for a long time, but I always felt inadequate. And so I really pushed that aside for a long time. I really just thought you have the wrong person. But um, years and years going by of kind of wrestling with God, I realized that the core of the issue of not wanting to step out in my writing was because I was afraid of people. I was afraid of judgment and criticism and lashback and, and, you know, what would people think and what would people say? And uh, when I realized that the core issue of me stepping out or not stepping out and writing was, was fear of man, I, I did recognize in that moment, I, I have to push through this. I have to trust God and I have to, I have to be obedient to the things that God's put on my life and in my heart. So I, um, decided to step out and running a blog and it was a personal one. It was yasminaprosser.com, which was, you know, my name. And, um, when I started it though, I had this sense that it wasn't supposed to be called Yasmina Prosser, but I just didn't know what it was supposed to be called. So I was like, you know, I'm just going to step out in this and we'll see what God reveals. And so about, you know, God's timing is so funny and awesome sometimes because about a month after me stepping out of my blog, I sat on my couch and I was reading Proverbs uh, 31. And it almost felt like that day, it felt like I had never read it before. Um, That's how new and fresh the words felt to me. And when I came across verse 25, she is clothed in strength and dignity. I had read that part so many times. That was so familiar to me. But the part that actually wasn't as familiar to me was And she laughs without fear of the future, which was the second part of that scripture. And when I read she laughs without fear of the future, I was instantly like just kind of hit with those words. She laughs. And I was hit with this, this whole thought of a woman who can, who can fearlessly look at the future, who doesn't fear or fret the days to come, um, who, you know, can just have this trust in God so much that she laughs at the days to come. And I just couldn't help but think about all the women in my life and even my journey of not laughing at the days to come, you know, where, you know, we can just so worry about what are we going to wear tomorrow? What are we going to do this weekend? Who are we going to marry? What's our calling? What's our purpose? Um, You know, am I good enough? All these things, we just worry and worry and worry. And when I read those words, I just couldn't help but think and realize that, God says that there's a woman who can laugh without fear of the future. And I felt like I was supposed to be a part of that. And so um, those two words, she laughed, stuck out at me. And I knew that that's what um, God wanted my blog to be called. And at that point, I only thought it was ever going to be just a personal blog. Um, And it really, over the course of um, nine months, God really developed She Laughs to become the She Laughs Project and to become much more than just a personal blog. So, Wow. What a cool, I mean, what a cool evolution of like what God has caused you to step out into and, and being willing to, you know, say like, oh, I know that's actually not, um, what he's called me to when you had your blog as your name and to let it, you know, flow into, to what he did have it, you know, intended to be. But I also think there's an element there that's admirable in that you just got started without having all the details figured out. (laughs) And then you changed it. And I think a lot, I think actually you'll find that a lot of us do that. Um, I'm sure there are a lot of listeners here waiting for every little detail to be perfect, or I don't have the right name, or I don't, you know, it can change. My my blog's name changed. Um, 
you know, and just getting started, what do you have to say to like taking that first leap of faith and stepping out in fear? Because the because the She Laughs Project is an impactful ministry. I mean, you're doing really cool things. So what do you have to say in stepping out? Yeah, I actually, I really, really um, have a heart for people in the stepping out process because um, as you can tell just from hearing a little bit of that story is that God revealed as I stepped. And as I stepped, it started to become like a ripple effect or a domino effect. And um, I think there's so much power in our step. And um, I would say to any girl who's listening who really um, feels there's something on her life or in her hands that she could do something with and yet doesn't know where to begin, doesn't know how to start, or feels like she isn't good enough or she's inadequate or it couldn't be, God must have it wrong. (laughs) Um, All the thoughts that I've had. um, I want to say to that person, that it is in you and that it's it's not because it's about your ability necessarily or your strength or or you it's actually what god wants to do in and through you and he doesn't ask us to do things that he is not uh going to you know sustain us and enable us to do and so um i want to encourage any listener here today who who feels like they can relate to this to to step just take a step and for For some people, that step might be just starting a blog, or maybe it is just, you know, just starting to write for yourself in a journal. Maybe it's to start gathering girls together for a Bible study. Maybe it's um, to, you know, open up an Etsy, Etsy shop, like whatever it is for you and the gifting that's on your life or the things you're asking God to to um, do in and through you. I want to encourage you to just take a step and watch the other steps that God will enable you and, and put before you to walk into. And, um, you will be amazed. You will be amazed. And I think that, um, man, that first step is so, so key. I I'm so with you because I, I look back on my life and my journey. And even right now, God doesn't typically ask me to like, you know, take this massive, insane, unimaginable leap of faith. He actually like typically has me like take very small step by steps and it builds my faith and my trust in his provision and his, you know, companionship in the process. And yeah. So do you find that to be the case for you as well, where it's almost been baby steps, but then when you have a little bit bigger step to take, you have the faith history to look back on. Absolutely. It's, it's funny. I like how you, I like how you shared earlier too, where um, you said that like your, stuff has changed or that it, it can shift and change. And I think that like, I love hearing that because I think that sets us free to understand that like, um, this is a journey and that not every, like things aren't perfect, like they, how they look, but that God does change and move and, and adjust things and to not look at that as a negative, but to look at it as a positive of, um, like God has us all on journeys, you know, like this is all really comes back down to like being in relationship with him. And sometimes he just takes us on these little, little, like, um, these little like trails, these little hiking trails and there's like turns and there's ups and there's downs and there's hills and there's, you know, um, like sticks that are going to scratch us and there's different things that are going to kind of get in the way on this journey with him, you know, and or, you know, there's going to be some changes or surprises and it's, and it's being open to his voice to listen and, um, and kind of follow his lead because he really, I think, teaches us in those shifts and those changes and those, um, adjustments for sure. Totally. I, I mean, man, I'm just like, we are soul sisters. I'm so glad we found each other. Um, what do you have to say to the idea of perfectionism? Because I know as a leader of something that is your baby, your passion project, you want every little thing to be just so or just right as as the best and most excellent representation of Christ as possible. But then at the, at the same time, if you fixate on perfection, you will never release your thing into the world. So what's the fine line there as a leader? Oh man, this is such a good question and such a good thought. I um actually just got done reading the book, 
present over perfect. Oh yeah. You're speaking my language. Yes. Like I literally just finished it yesterday and, um, oh man, there's so much to say about this. Um, where do I begin? Uh, I would say, you know, that, (sighs) hmm, man, I would say that God is more concerned about our hearts and, and our, our intimacy with him in everything that we do than he is about how things look on the outside. And it is a struggle as a leader. It is a struggle as someone who is in the social media, you know, world. It is a struggle with, um, you know, kind of just like our little passion babies. I love that term. Um, it is a struggle to not compare and to not look at what everyone else is doing and feel like you're not there or you're not doing enough or you're not keeping up or it doesn't look as good as everyone else and blah, blah, blah. Um, it is a struggle to guard your mind um, to those things. But I think that what I'm learning um, is that God doesn't care <laughs> about those things. <laughs> As much as it, as much as it might come to a surprise to us or that, you know, it's kind of like, but it should, you know, he, he, he does not care about the things that this world cares about. He does not care about numbers. He does not care about the way things are on the outside. He is all about the inside. He is all about the depth and he is all about the, um, he's all about depth and heart and intimacy. And I think that's the thing I have learned the most, um, in this recent season was stepping out with, you know, just building the She Last Project and, um, you know, kind of really just praying about, Lord, what, where are you directing this? And I just really felt he was reminding me because it was hard. You know, there was a bit there where I was getting really caught up in, you know, the numbers and wanting to, you know, just more, more, more and big, big, big. And I just felt God really beautifully just reminded me that, it's about the quality of what, of the impact. It's not like the world is like all about the bigness and the numbers, but he is all about the one, right? He's about the one. He's about us. He's about that, that personal relationship. And so if we can, if we can keep focus on, and on that and, um, find value in that, I believe that brings almost like this place where God can do more or whatever, if he wants to do that. Um, but I think as leaders and, you know, as women that we do need to really guard our heart from performing and striving and doing, uh, in order to get, or to be applauded or approved and, um, and start just living from a place of being and, um, and resting and intimate relationship with the Lord and with ourselves and with people. And, um, you know, what I mean by that is, you know, uh, he, he wants us to be in an intimate relationship with him and, and, and he wants us to be present to the things within ourselves and bring those things to him. And then, and then when we do that, we can really, really, truly be present with other people and we can really make, uh, an impactful, um, you know, influence in the, in the people around us when we have those other two, um, places, taken care of, if that makes sense. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, I heard you touch on too, and we have very much been on this journey with Radiant um, of scale, 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 numbers, 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 grow, grow, grow. And it's not that our motives were to like inflate ourselves or to inflate our platform. Our motives really were to um, be more impactful Um, but at the same time, I kind of came to this place early this year where God was like, I'm asking you to stop launching and start resting and, and kind of from that. Yeah. And, and from that rest will come your momentum. I, you can put your pedal to the metal nose to the ground all day long and strive, but we see the fruit of striving in scripture time and time again. And there's (laughs) an element of like trusting God. Like if you call me to this, you, you will grow it. I mean, there, there takes discipline and effort in that process as well. And then also coming back to square one of like, man, like when I started this, my mission was to be impactful to women and call them into more fullness and freedom. And in a sense, we have done that. So I I need to kind of rest in a contentment of 
um, knowing that stopping for that one person, it's worth it. Um, stopping for the one slowing down, stop, stop rushing to only look for a crowd, like notice that one person that this is impactful for. What has that been like for you? Girl, that is so good. Um, I honestly, I'm right there with you. Um, that has been the biggest season that I'm in right now, or the biggest part of the season that I'm in right now is resting, learning to rest. Um, and you're so right. Learning to to work from that place of rest and let the overflow come from that place of rest and, and recognizing that, you know, I think like the world and people can really, um, how do I want to say this? They can really like, they don't see rest as a strength. They see rest as a weakness and everyone wants to hustle and work and hustle and work and work and work and go and go and go and do. And I, I think that there is value in action and there is value in, in hard work. But um, when our heart is inclined to doing things and to be applauded or to be um, pleased with or approved or to look better or to do things, and not to say that that's where I'm like, no one goes and like starts an Instagram account and their thought is like, oh, I want to look better. Or I want to be loved or that. Those are deep, deep places within our hearts and our souls that will, will kind of, uh, will kind of like guide us if we're not aware of those places. And, um, I think for me, I actually really struggled with growing up, uh, with people pleasing, um, in, in my, you know, recent years or last couple of years of my Christianity, like that has been a big issue for me was wanting to be loved and approved by people. And so that, sh- that drove so many of my actions and my behaviors and my thinking um, because I wanted to please um, and be applauded. And so for me, God, in this last year, as I've stepped out in the She Loves Project, Um, I mean, everything like has, there's been a lot of changes in my life that have really, um, kind of God has been good, but also it's been hard in that he's really kind of placed my life to, uh, like I'm not connected to the things that could have given me security and could have given me a place to want to please, if that makes sense. Like there's all of the security is, has been removed from my life. And I've had to really, really dig into like God and the word and, um, and, and those deep places within myself that are hurting and broken. And, um, what I'm realizing is that God is so good and he is so loving that he wants us to rest in him. And as we rest in him, that's where true strength of leadership, true strength of, of relationship and intimacy with him and ourselves comes from. And that overflows with people. And that I will, I truly believe overflows in what we're doing. And, um, you know, if I'm being honest, like we just hit the Shilas project, um, you know, we just hit, you know, 10,000, which is, you know, really cool on Instagram. But at the same time, like as we had hit there, I honestly felt like God was just like, stop caring about that. Like release that, like, that's not what I'm looking at. Um, I do want those, um, you know, that influence for you. And I do want um, the the growth for you, but you're looking at numbers and not people. And so I feel in this next season of She Laughs that it's going to be less about this, this me co- making influence happen and letting God make the influence happen with the depth of what we're bringing to the table to truly empower women. Um, and our heart, you know, with the She Laughs Project is to empower women to seek the Lord, to trust him and to laugh without fear of the future. And um, and so what I have to ask myself in this season, what am I doing to really bring that? What are we doing as a team to really bring that to women's lives? And I believe when we focus on that, why? God is going to do the rest. And so that's that's a really nice place to be. I got to be honest with you. I actually feel 100% better now that I've kind of understand this rest that God calls us in and this trusting in him to really build, um, you know, what's before us. Yeah. I mean, 
so much of what you're saying speaks so deeply to to me in my life as well because you know I I get quite a sense that you're a doer, right? Yes, I am a doer, but from a place, what I'm learning is, is like my doing is from a place of striving and like wanting approval. And so I think what God's been showing me is, is to, to identify when it's coming from that place, if that makes sense. Absolutely. And I, I resonate in the sense of my doing can be from a sense of striving, but a sense of almost competing with myself, like topping my own goals going further, going deeper. And I mean, I've always been wired this way. And I was at a conference, um, the well camp well, and, um, Jen Sprinkle has been on previous episodes of this podcast and she's the one who leads that, that, um, retreat. And it's, it's called a retreat for dreamers and doers because often you get doers or you get dreamers who aren't doing as much and they're more just dreaming. But man, when you get that kind of fiery combo of someone who is both a dreamer and a doer, um, right. it it's an exhilarating life. I'll say that. But at the same time, you know, I will never forget sitting in one of the sessions um, and Kat Armstrong, who founded Polish Dallas, um, kind of said, you know, you have to think about what it's like living on the other side of you. And I got to a place kind of in January of like, is my legacy going to be striving and working all the time? Like, is it worth it to sacrifice my family time, my quality time with my husband? Um, we moved out to Colorado to, you know, serve at a church, our friend's pastor, but I'm constantly working, or if I'm not working, I'm thinking about it, so I'm not really present. And and there came this element of God saying, like, I'm asking you to rest. Like, this is not what I've called you. This is not the way I've called you to live. And it's been a journey. I mean, I'm a, I, I am a doer, and I, it's hard for me to rest. Like, rest does not come natural. But the, the peace that I've experienced in my life in the past two months as I've tried to like rewire my hardwiring has been amazing. Like with what? Sorry, I'm right there with you. I like, I so relate to every word you're saying right now. <laughs> yes. Yeah. yeah so I mean, it's just, I think a lot of people listening can relate because when you've got that, that fire kind of burning inside of you for something you're passionate about, it's, it, it makes working till midnight fun, but that's not sustainable forever. It's so true. And I think I've had to, um, cause I, you know, I, I think what I'm realizing is that, and what God's been showing me in this season of learning to rest is that my lack of rest was actually coming from a really unhealthy place of wanting to escape and flood and overflow my life with things and people and doing so that I didn't have to actually really engage in what was what was going on in my soul and in my spirit and in my heart and so I don't know I felt to share that because I feel like I think I'm learning that for me personally and I think for for many other people of that doing that going that uh inability to just stop or have boundaries in life or your schedule or being present um could be that it comes from this this deep place within yourself that wants to escape or wants to um, not really engage in what's really going on inside. Because if you really did, it would be really hard. Um, And what I've learned in this season of choosing to engage in my pain or engage in those empty places um, and allow myself to, um, to rest and delight and enjoy and be present um, with myself and with God and, and with the important relationships in my life that um, I'm starting to really uh, experience a peace, just like you're saying, and a, a rest that I've never experienced before and really learning more about who I am and who God is in those places. And honestly, there's depth that's coming from this place, like great depth. Man. That I mean, you couldn't have said it better. I, I have a feeling we. I, have you ever taken the enneagram? Um, I haven't. Is that like Myers Briggs or? Kind of. Yeah. Kind of. Yeah. It's just a little different. It's kind of what motive your core motivations in life. Oh, okay. For anyone listening, I find it 
amazing. But you, I mean, I'm very much wired in the same way as I, I escape from pain um, through experiences and not just a few experiences, more experiences all the time. And so um, I have very much had to come to a place of like, less is more. <laughs> like, it is. It has been a spiritual journey of slowing down because I am a person who wants more everything, more travel, more fun, more adventure, oh gosh, more ice cream. Yeah, I, I am thinking we do. Um, and so um, it's just been a really interesting journey, and I don't nail it every day. Um, and I'm not always the best steward of, you know, being in the moment or. Um, you know, really savoring, like I constantly live in what's next and I want more. And I'm really like in the season of slowing down and being present and not missing life. Girl, me too. Me too. I feel like it's so important. Um, I think it's funny that you and I both kind of find ourselves in this season. I think um, I'm kind of grateful that we can speak to that for any listeners out there who um, are going to start something or in the middle of something for them to hear this because I wish I heard this. <laughs> you know, I mean, I wish, I wish I understood the importance of this, you know, earlier in life, but you know, obviously God's timing, he works good through all things, but I just think this is a, a really big, um, like this is just really big for any leaders out there or any women just in general. I mean, this, at the end of the day, this really does always comes back down to the heart, but this is, this is pretty big. This is a big subject, I would think. Yeah, totally. I'm just like fired up talking about it. I really enjoy our conversation. So, you know, you have a background in ministry. How has that affected your leadership? Yeah. So I, um, I did, I worked for a church, um, in a more administrative role for about five years. And, um, and then I kind of stepped out of that um, and started the She Laughs Project, which um, is very different, but the same in, in some of the challenges, you know, working with volunteers and um, different things like that. But um, I would say that I learned ministry, you know, and people and just relationships. Um, it's all the same thing, whatever you want to label it. It really just comes down to relationships and people, um, can be difficult. And, um, I think God is just so funny that he really, he created us to be in relationship. And yet he also created us also very different with our own, you know, strengths and weaknesses. And, um, you know, and I think that, and then for us to learn and come together in relationship and, and get along and, and work well together and love each other and, um, you know, celebrate each other's strengths and weaknesses can be um, a challenge. And when it's done really well, it's done. It, it can be such a beautiful gift to life. And then when it's when it's not done well, it can be really hurtful and can bring a lot of pain. And so um, I think for me, just learning um, some do's and don'ts and um, also just that time just grew uh, me, you know, in my walk with the Lord and um, just kind of helped me get a better gauge of what it is that God did have for me in the future and and what I wanted family life to look like and leadership to look like and um, relationships to look like for me. And so um, I've been in this season now where I'm finding the the roles reverse when I at one point I was, you know, serving um, in a in a capacity that was, for, um, you know, the church and uh, a, a vision. And now I'm finding myself in the reverse position where God's really giving me this, this, this passion uh, baby, which I love that term so much, um, this passion baby to kind of um, spearhead a bit. And now I'm finding myself in a, re a reverse role. And if I'm being honest with you, um, I started freaking out a little bit earlier this year because I was like, you know, I feel like I don't know how to do this. And um, I don't want to hurt these people and I don't want to mess this up. And um, I actually got a hold of this really great book, which I was telling Kelsey about a little bit earlier called Emotionally Healthy Leader. And um, that book has really, really um, profoundly spoken to me about um, leading from a place of emotional health and how important that is. And when you can do that, that really produces, um, you know, really great 
relationships and team elements and, um, and just you lead from this new, genuine, deep, authentic place of strength. And guess what that book talks about? Resting, Sabbath, like practicing Sabbath and resting and prayerfully making decisions and not leading, um, like leading out of your marriage or your singleness, not over putting that over your marriage or singleness, like really, really profound, um, uh, statements that have really challenged me. And, um, I would say the one thing that I, I would love to see, you know, our team as the Sheila's project team do really well as we continue to grow is that we would always celebrate each other's strengths and weaknesses. Um, I think that's one thing that I've seen, you know, in just relationships not done super great where we can really give each other a hard time for, you know, our weaknesses. And if people aren't the same, everyone has different temperaments and personalities. And we all are supposed to be a gift to each other and our strengths and our weaknesses. And that's where the body of Christ comes back into. Like, that's why we all have different gifts and different talents and and to celebrate those in each other, whether they be differences or similarities. I think that's one of the biggest things I always want to see done in what we're doing through the She Last Project on a team uh, side of things. Totally. I love what you have to say about celebrating others because I think it's like really important. I think, A, there's an element of like until you learn to celebrate others, people are probably never going to celebrate you. That's <laughs> <laughs> so true. And not that I'm going to celebrate others with that motive, but I, you know, had relationships with um people over the course of my life where I got to a place where I'm like, wow, like they're actually pretty unhappy because they cannot celebrate anyone else. Um, And it's actually a very sad place to watch someone arrive at because you know, they're going to have so much breakthrough in their life if they can celebrate others. Um, Because I mean, again, I think it is directly correlated with, you know, then in turn being celebrated. And there's no greater joy when you see someone blossom or bloom because they're celebrated. What have you seen in like the development of your team as you have really implemented celebrating them in this process? Oh, my gosh. This makes my heart so happy thinking about it. Um, So I... I have been blessed with like just such incredible women um, on my team who are in different stages of life, but all have um, their own unique like gifting. And um, I, my biggest like heart for them has been in this season that they get to utilize and, and um, walk in their specific gifts. And so I'm Like they're not really doing anything that they're not necessarily gifted or passionate about. And that's just, we're able to do that with where we're at right now, which I'm very grateful for that. And I just love seeing them thrive in what they get to um, bring to the table with the She Last Project with their gifts. And I love, oh my gosh, it just, it makes me so happy um, because I know that I can't do it all. Like it's, it, trust me, it's very clear that I am, I am not one of many talents. And so to see other women be able to, um, bring their gift to the table to help make she laughs what it is, honestly brings like deep, deep joy to my heart. And I just feel like it's such a beautiful, um, example and representation of the body of Christ and what we're called to do and what it looks like when we work together and we, and we do celebrate those things. Um, I have one girl who's actually a college student at Virginia tech and she's going to be graduating this year. And her, um, minor is in creative writing. And I met her through Instagram. She ended up being a local here in, um, Virginia beach, Virginia, and we met because she used the she laughs hashtag and ended up getting coffee with her. And, um, you know, she was actually going to school for law, but didn't really feel that that was actually the direction she was supposed to go in. And as we would meet and talk and I would pray about her, I just really started feeling like there was a place for her and what we were doing with she laughs and um, kind of opened up the door for her to um, start editing some of the writing and the content that we were working on and even write some, some, uh, of her own pieces herself. And 
I have watched this girl over the last, you know, nine or 10 months now blossom into her gifting. She started her own blog. She um, is going to try to now pursue some writing and just dreams are coming out of her now and, and vision and direction for her life is coming out of her now because of being able to bring her gift to the table to something that, you know, was out, you know, not just about her, but for other people. And it's just birthing something so beautiful in her. And it just makes me so happy. It makes me so happy. So I love it. That is seriously so cool to hear like the genuine joy you have of people on your team um, really blossoming and coming into their own. Because I mean, I think that's the mark of an incredible leader. Thank you. Thank you. That means a lot. What, what, what are some like huge leadership um, tips you would be able to offer to our listeners that, you know, you've learned along the way that you might've learned the hard way. Um, yeah. Okay. I would say that, um, it always only ever comes back to love, um, loving God, loving yourself and loving people. And second, it always comes back to relationship. And, um, I would say that one of the biggest mistakes I was in the direction of making was putting the tasks and the, the do's and the what's and the how's above the why and the people that were there. And luckily, I didn't go too far into it, but I went enough where it became pretty evident. And, you know, some of the amazing girls on my team just talked to me about it. And, um, at first I didn't, I didn't see what they were saying. And then, you know, just taking some time to think about it, pray about it. And as I started kind of reading more into this leadership book, this emotionally healthy leader, I started realizing, oh my gosh, okay. I see what they're saying now. Like they were saying that the unimportant things were becoming the, you know, the number one when at the end of the day, like it really always comes back to, and the staple, I think of who we are and, and even who I truly am um, as a person is that it really comes back to relationship. And I would say to not allow the, the fame or the money or the numbers or whatever it is to um, drive you, but to allow people and, you know, um, the value of people to drive you and, and to love. I think I came out of a season where I really just struggled with a lot of people not choosing to love me, but to chose to wanting to correct or challenge or point out. And sadly, I had been guilty of that um, before that, where it was just all about well, you're just letting people know what's right or wrong or judging what they're doing or pointing things out. And what God really, really has shown me in this last season has been that the greatest commandment he gives us is to love him and to love people as ourselves and to really keep that in the forefront of your mind when you're in relationship. How can I love these people. And I really believe that that love comes from, um, you know, your personal relationship with the Lord. And that's when genuine, authentic, um, true love comes from first and foremost, your, your relationship with the Lord and your relationship with yourself. And, um, and so I would say, I know that those are not like, you know, super tasky leadership thoughts, but those would be like my two biggest things I think I've learned in this season. Hey, absolutely. And I think it, I mean, it goes back to like uh, mindset and what's going on in your heart is going to um, affect you as a leader. First and foremost, you can do all the right things in the books, but um, strategy wise, but I think they're going back to like, what's the condition of your heart (laughs) is absolutely the most impactful so in this journey, have you had a mentor? What would you say to like the the value of mentors in 
in women's lives or even just people who maybe you don't have a mentor in your community, but people who have like championed you and been your cheerleader in this process? Okay. So that, that's an interesting, that's an interesting one for me because, um, I have been in such a transition, um, in this last season of stepping out. Um, but God has definitely been good. Um, I've, I've had a lot of relational transition. I've had, um, uh, my husband and I, we switched churches and we're, you know, in the process of really finding a church that we want to plan in. And, um, again, a lot of relational changes. And so, um, I don't feel like I have had um, a a mentor that has been by my side, you know, for a significant amount of time through all of this. However, it is one that I have wished to have had and one that God is actually currently, I think, really building in my life right now. Um, I have a few women in my life that have gone before me or steps before me and um, are just amazing women all in their own gifts. And so I have one, uh, a woman in my life who is super understanding to um, like neuroscience and psychology and just, um, you know, heart things and relationships and all of that. And so she had been a really big cheerleader for me as I stepped into She Laughs Um and working through some of my fears and insecurities and different things like that. And then I have a woman who we're, we're just starting to build this relationship where she's really discipling me. And then I have another girl who is all about leadership and truly, truly is passionate about helping women in leadership. And we've just started building this really beautiful relationship where she's going to be kind of guiding me and backing me on how to lead, you know, the She Laughs project really well. And so I am so incredibly grateful to be building these beautiful relationships um, in this season because I very much see the value in it. My heart desired it, and God has been incredibly good to surround me with women who are strong in certain areas to help strengthen me in all of those areas. And so if you have the ability to have a mentor in your life, someone who I believe a mentor would be someone who really does love on you, who does cheer you on, who uh, is willing to speak to things that, um, you know, they do understand and see and and have walked through and, and to really be by your side 100% allow that to come into your life because I really do think it's a beautiful relationship to have and backing. And even for me, you know, it's, it feels as a leader or somebody who's really spearheading the She Laughs project, I feel like I have somewhere to turn as a leader, um, to go to questions and concerns or thoughts or, or whatnot. And that makes me feel not alone. And that's a good feeling to have, um, as far as leading something, you know, if that makes sense. Absolutely. Yeah. Wow, that was a really great answer. And and I really appreciate your honesty because I think that a lot of times we've gone through seasons without mentors and the, you know, kind of uh, polished business answer is, yes, I've sought that out every day of my life for the past 20 years. And that's just not everyone's reality. And sometimes people feel defeated of like, well, I haven't had a mentor. Um, and it, it is something that you can pray for and pray into and God will provide um, in timing, sometimes you um, just haven't found that person yet. So very cool. So what I would love to hear, like, what's next for She Loves Project? What, you know, I know you'll have kind of an investor program for this year. I'd love for you to just tell us what's going on. Yeah, okay. Yay. I'm excited. So so for those of you who aren't too familiar with um, the She Loves Project, we are an online community. Um and we kind of just started off as a blog. It was really just my blogs at first, but then we realized it needed and was supposed to be so much more. So we have a platform for other women to share their stories. Um, and we call that the She Laughs Stories. And so that's for women who have exemplified, um, you know, what our message is and what our mission is, which is, you know, just seeking the Lord and trusting in him and laughing at the days to come. And so for women who have had really unfortunate circumstances or have had, you know, growing seasons where they um, tr- chose to trust the Lord, they chose to seek him and 
um, as a result, they grew or they strengthened or there was healing or whatever it may be. We love sharing those stories. And so we do that about every other week um, on our blog. And then also we have our ambassador program, which we just launched earlier this year. And this week we're actually... um, we are um, announcing them and they're they're starting their ambassador program, which we're super excited about. But um, that is kind of our brand ambassador program. But also we are not just about, here's some shirts. We'd love for you to rock them and post about them. We're actually building relationship with these girls. And so um, these girls will have the ability to um, hold their own She Laughs gathering in their own hometown if they want to or Bible studies. Um, and then also, you know, just kind of carry that message and mission of, of a free woman who, you know, trusts the Lord, seeks him and laughs at the days to come. And so we're super excited about that. We had, we have girls from all over the United States apply for this. And now we have five girls who are, um, you know, actually all over the United States, ones in California, Texas, Arizona, Illinois, and Virginia, um, And so we are super excited about that um, program. And we'll be, every couple of months, we're going to be kind of um, reopening the application process to um, bring in new ambassadors. So we're super excited about the future of that and just really building mentoring relationships with these girls, actually. Um, And then also we have our shop. And um, that's one thing I would love for any ladies to check out um, that might be interested in our shop. We have our own um, original prints for your home of encouraging messages. And then we also have our shirts and every couple of months, we're going to be releasing some new shirts and some, uh, different merchandises, whether it be journals or coffee mugs. But, um, one thing we're actually really looking forward to doing, that's really our heart, um, in this next season is, uh, we want to be releasing devotionals and, um, studies of some sort or prayer cards or declaration cards. We're looking, we're trying to figure out where we want to begin because it's it's all a very big task of content, but we know that we really want to bring that whole empowering women to seek him and to trust him to the home. And how can we put something in women's hands and how can we really equip women on a daily basis to, to seek the Lord? And so um, we are really going to be working on in this next season providing resource. And that's the one thing we are very, very excited about. And um, hopefully books will be coming out of it soon and some uh, video blogging eventually. And so we just have so many different ideas um, and we are excited to be able to step into those later this year. So be on the lookout. Wow. Y'all have a lot going on. I just can't wait to keep up. It is, I think what you guys are doing. Um, is so intentional and so cool. I love that with your ambassadors. Um, it's a, it's a, it is a true process of mentoring and discipling. And I just think that's lovely. Thank you. Thank you so much. I really appreciate that. Seriously. Well, before you go, I would love for you to share a few of your favorite things of the moment. This is always one of my favorite parts of the episode. It doesn't have to be, you know, a leadership book. It could be your favorite Netflix show, whatever are a few of your favorite things. Oh, okay. I love this. Um, Okay. So I am obsessed with sushi. I like literally could eat sushi every day of the week. (laughs) I am a Starbucks snob. I like if there is like a, you know, a cool like coffee shop and then like a Starbucks is right next to it. Like I'm going to Starbucks (laughs) (laughs) and I'm going to get my iced coconut milk latte with a half cup of white mocha. That is my drink. Um, and so those are like my two obsessions. Um, <laughs> I love my family. I have, I'm married, I'm 28 years old and I've been married for going on four years. And, um, we have a little puppy. He's a little black, um, petite golden doodle. And I love oh. him so much. He's so stinking cute. So he's um, a black golden doodle. Yes. I know. Isn't that so random? It's, it's that is fascinating. And how small is. is a petite golden doodle? We're looking at getting a golden oh doodle. Okay. Well, he's like my favorite person slash dog in the whole world. Sometimes I think he's a person, but I have to remember he's a dog. <laughs> like my little baby. I'm like, but you're a puppy. Um, so he's only going to get, because he's petite, he's only going to get about 25 to 30 pounds. Oh my gosh. Yeah. His temperament is like awesome. So he's, he is just, he's been a really beautiful blessing to me in this season, which has been really nice. And, um, 
And when it comes to TV shows, man, I love like corny TV shows. I love The Voice. I love Nashville. I love Timeless. Like I just love really shows that I get made fun of for loving a lot of times, but I love them. Hey, no judgment (laughs) here. No judgment. I love Netflix. And as a doer, like TV at night is one of the only ways I can unwind while I'm probably still doing like random Instagram work and I just call it rest. But it helps me. It does. I feel you. I'm right there with you. There's a little bit of like a judgment slash like righteous condemnation of those who watch too much TV. And I'm just not one of them. So judge if you must. Hey, I'm right there with you, girlfriend. (laughs) It has been so fun to chat. Where can our listeners find you? Yes. um, So I would love for you girls to check us out on Instagram. Our Instagram handle is the She Laughs Project. Also, our website is www.theshelastproject.com. We're also on Facebook, and we are going to be starting, I forgot to mention this, a Facebook group um, for The She Last Project uh, very soon, too, with some devotionals and weekly encouragements. So um, be on the lookout for that. And um, yes, please come visit us and get to know us. We'd love to laugh with you. Oh, thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you, Kelsey. You guys, I so enjoyed getting to chat with Yasmina. I found her to be incredibly inspiring and encouraging. And I just love hearing from women doing impactful kingdom work, sharing their tips and their advice and their journey. So you can find her on all her social media platforms and her websites. Those links will be in the show notes as always. You can find Radiant at radiantcollective.org or radiantmagazine.org or across all social media outlets as Radiant Collective. If you love this episode, please be sure to leave us a review because it really does make a difference and mean the world to us to hear your true and honest feedback. And if you love the song on this episode, it's by Kayla, one of our very own columnists and produced by Christian Sager. Duncan is here to keep you running with a much needed taste of normal to work home or work from home with the coffee you like just the way you like it. Whether that's a small hot black coffee, your daily 2 p.m. latte, or a bacon, egg, and cheese croissant and a medium iced coffee with oat milk, one sugar, two pumps of caramel, one pump hazelnut, a swirl of French vanilla, and a shot of espresso. I call it my p.m. pep rally. You should really try it. Whatever it is that gets you running, Dunkin's got you and always will. America runs on Dunkin'. As a pro, the last thing you need is to run out of what you need. And time spent waiting on supply runs is money right out of your pocket. The good news is the Home Depot can deliver straight to the job site. That keeps your crews on the job, not the road. And that saves you money, putting time back in your day and savings back where they belong. Delivery options, big, small, right to the job site. Whenever you say, visit homedepot.com slash delivery. The Home Depot, how doers get more done.